Hey everybody, what's going on? This is Brandon, and uh, welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am here with Caleb once again, and this week we'll be talking about Ladybugs. But before we get to all that, uh, Caleb, what have you been watching? I have such a huge long list. You have no idea. No, I have one thing that I watched. (gasps) I, uh... I got around to watching the first episode of Cobra Kai season five. (laughs) (laughs) You had an hour to spare. Oh yeah. However, 45 minutes or however long it is. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. I mean, I could talk about football, but uh, that doesn't really pertain. So I don't think anybody cares, but yes. (laughs) So I watched uh, the first episode. Um, If anybody's already seen it, you know that it's, not uber exciting but i'll yeah. uh i'll get through it here eventually and maybe add some things at some point but it's a slow draw right now but i'm sure you've got more than i do yeah um i also watched the first episode of cobra kai <sighs> then i watched the rest of it <sighs> then i Started from season one, and now I'm back on to season five again. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember what episode I just, like, I was about halfway through. Man, I don't remember where I'm at in season five right now. I kind of fell asleep for, like, 20 minutes Uh on the couch watching it. How dare you? (laughs) Uh, Man, really, that's mostly what I've been watching. Um, aside from YouTube stuff, like I finished up watching Cinemassacre Monster Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think like the first three years of that was the best. It's, I think they've done 11 years of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not, but he never, like towards the end, he wasn't doing like full 31 day marathons. And I haven't heard anything about this year, so I don't even know if they're going to do it this year. Mm. But uh, I also found this other channel called Todd in the Shadows. And it's this guy, you never see his face. He's just obviously he's in the shadows and he's just sitting at a keyboard. But he does like, uh, he talks about music. Mm -hmm. Where some of the stuff he does, like he takes a one hit wonder and he gives you like what they did before their hit uh how like every all this information about the hit song they had like what the song is about um how it came to be like their big hit and then what their follow-up song was Mm -hmm. why it failed and then what they've done since and then he at the end he does did they did they deserve better it's pretty interesting. He he's got stuff like that. He's he takes like a year in music and picks like the ten worst hit songs of a year, hmm. and then like the ten best hit songs. So yeah, he's got quite a bit of stuff, and he does a lot of um, research and everything. So it's pretty cool. Rock. I was binging that this week, but man, other than that, not a whole lot. But I did get around to watching Ladybugs. <laughs> so let's talk about it. All those beautiful people in this neighborhood. Hey, let's beautify the neighborhood. <laughs> Stay indoors. <laughs> to get ahead in business. Good luck. Thanks. Oh, and I'm glad you gave me the right finger. Sometimes you have to play ball. Chester, my company sponsors a girls' soccer team. I'm coaching the ladybugs. It sort of goes with a promotion, you know? It's a big office right next to mine just waiting for a guy like you. What the hell you know about soccer? You kick the ball down the field into the net. <laughs> Try and control the ball. <laughs> Forget the ball. Try and stay in your feet. Oh, I'm off to a great stop. What he doesn't know. Win the game, win the game, win the game. Could get him fired. Get the book, get the book, get the book. I can't look. Hey, what are you, a fish? What he's willing to try. What? Could get him arrested. No, you're crazy, Chester. It'll never happen. Chester put a boy on a girl's soccer team. Ow! Don't worry. If it's too tight, you'll get used to it. Meet our new ladybug, Martha. Give 
for a big ladybug reception, all right? After the game, no showers. I'm here to pick up my daughter, Martha. Get in the car, quick, these hills are killing me. But let the competition beware. Let them fight. Let's try to win at something. Nobody plays the field like Dangerfield. You keep up the good work this time next year, you'll have 10 men under you. Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, Dave, can you make a women? Ladybugs. All I know is, I got a lot of balls. So, the movie Ladybugs, it is from 1992. It is directed by Sidney J. Fury. Uh, the plot is, to climb the corporate ladder to success, a guy agrees to coach the company's all-girl soccer team with the help of a secret weapon, his fiance's son. The cast for this, we get Rodney Dangerfield as Chester Lee, Jack K. Harry as Julie Benson, Jonathan Brandis as Matthew, Island, I, Eileen, Island Graf as Bess, it's a strange name, uh, Vanessa Shaw as Kimberly Mullen, and Tom Parks as Dave Mullen. Uh, I've seen this movie a few times, but you know I'm a I'm a Rodney Dangerfield fan. <laughs> so uh, you'll be happy to know that this will probably be our last Rodney Dangerfield movie ever. Probably because I really can't think of any other ones that I would want to cover. I mean, like mm. his next big one is probably Easy Money, and that one's just kind of okay. It's got him and Joe Pesci in it, mm. but. I don't know. This movie, like, it always shocks me that it's from 1992 because it's the most 80s, 90s movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that. I remember I watched it once um, because I was on a streak of watching Rodney Dangerfield movies, and I'm like, oh, man, a, a sports movie with Rodney, like, that's an underdog, like, kids soccer movie like it sounds interesting and i watched it and then i wanted to watch it again and i, I remember looking it up and like reading some stuff about it i'm like this movie's from 1992 <laughs> <laughs> like if you told me this is from 1986 i'd believe you mm -hmm. uh just a lot of the stuff in it is just very it's a very 80s movie it's hard to explain <laughs> why it's so 80s but if you watched it you would definitely think it's 80s yeah, not in only the way that the jokes are and everything, but how it's filmed and so much about it. Well, and it's Rodney, too. Mm -hmm. Rodney is very much like a huge deal in the 80s. Um, I mean, Rodney was a comedy legend, and he gave a lot of like huge comedians their first break. Uh, once I can think of, I, I believe Jerry Seinfeld was one that he gave like a big break to, to like do like stand up at it. Cause Rodney used to own like a, like a comedy, um, bar or whatever. Okay. So he gave a lot of guys like time to do their stand up. Um, uh, he had that, he had, uh, Roseanne, I believe was one of them too. Hmm. And I know Adam Sandler was one as well. Rock. A lot of, I watched this documentary about Rodney one time, and they had like tons of famous comedians on there saying that, you know, their careers might have not even happened if it wasn't for Rodney, in hmm. his uh, place he had to, to do stand up and get exposure and everything. But yeah, he was very much a a figure of the eighties. Uh, obviously, he was around for a lot longer than that, but. That was probably the height of his powers. Um, yeah, I mean, this cast, too, like Jonathan Brandis, uh, he was the the quote-unquote heartthrob, like Tiger Beat. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like Jonathan Taylor Thomas or something like that back in the day as well. Yeah, I didn't realize that he... Uh... I'm not very familiar with him, but I didn't realize that he passed away so young. Yeah, I got a little bit about that later on. It's kind of a sad story. Mm. But 
Uh, I guess we just jump right into it like we normally do. So, things that were good in this movie. Uh, I, I guess I can elaborate on the plot a little bit. So, Rodney's like a salesman. I'm not even sure what the company sells that he works for. <laughs> it seemed like it was a developer, and so they created what they were talking about during the movie was a mall. So I imagine maybe they create like retail space and then they try to fill up that space with different retailers. And maybe okay. Rodney's job was to find people to take vacant spots. Yeah. That sounds about right. That's my guess. But so he's a, a salesman for this company and he's, he's engaged. Uh, he wants to get a a raise or a promotion because he's like the best salesman that they have. And he's goes and talks to his boss while there's like a, he's like kissing the boss's butt and everything, trying to butter him up. And he basically tells him if he won't get a, a raise slash promotion unless he takes over and coaches this soccer team, which is definitely an eighties plot. Um, <sighs> And then Rodney, of course, lies and says, like, oh, he was an amazing player. He used to play every single position, and uh, he could do it. And then, of course, he get, gets, like, the worst soccer team ever. Mm -hmm. uh, and instead of, like, trying to learn some of the game, because he has absolutely no idea about anything about soccer, he just gets his fiance's son, who's a really good soccer player, to dress up like a girl. <laughs> and uh, lead the team to victory. Which, ironically enough, we both watched Cobra Kai, but I went back and watched the whole series. Uh, and there's a part, and I believe it was season four, that I just watched the other day, where uh, they broadened the All-Valley tournament to have like a girls division. Mm -hmm. So Johnny's got to like scramble to like find a girl because he doesn't have one on his team. And he's talking to Miguel... And Johnny says, he's like, I've got a plan. And they're like, oh, yeah, what's that? And he's like, you guys ever see the movie Ladybugs? And they just look at him and he's like, I had to sit through it one night with a babe. Long story. He's like, but this coach, the guy gets no respect. He's like, he gets a, it's this all-girl soccer team that totally sucks. So he gets his own stepson to dress up like a chick and start winning. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just thought it was ironic that that popped up. I knew... That was in this the show, but I didn't know what episode it was. And it's literally like popped up the night before I watched uh, Ladybugs for the show. <laughs> Rock. Yeah, I totally um, did not. I mean, I remember that now you bring it up. But yeah, when we put this movie on the list, that didn't come to mind. So yeah, I when <clears throat> so this was a first watch for me and. I didn't really know where it was going to go as far as him trying to put or putting his fiance son on the team until they mentioned he played soccer. Yeah. Like I thought the whole thing was just going to be, you know, underdog story of him coaching a girl's soccer team, but then him slipping a boy on the team was a, a twist that came a little bit later because then he was talking with his fiance and she said he got kicked off, off the soccer team. And I was like, Oh, there it is. You know, <laughs> I can tell where this is going. Oh gosh. And yeah, I mean like the plot is pretty shallow, pretty thin in this yeah. movie. Uh, yeah. Just not really fledged out. It's the simple Rodney gets a team, puts his, quote unquote like stepson on it and that's it <laughs> yep real deep uh so things that were good in it it was it's an okay like family sports movie i mean it had some jokes that maybe weren't suitable for all ages yeah <laughs> but i guess if you were like the age of the the girls that were on the team that were probably like 14 something like that it's, it's definitely more like a PG-13 movie, I would say. Yeah, it was it was rated PG-13, so it was definitely more that range, maybe a little bit older, because there were some jokes that 
I was just kind of like, yeah, they're not going to really understand this. But then also it was, it was kind of odd. Like I got the feeling that it was almost like he was, I'm not familiar with this stuff, so I don't know what Rodney normally does, but I felt like he was going more towards a family comedy compared to most of his stuff. Yeah. But then they had the little weird scene with, um, Jonathan and Vanessa and their whole like daydream running in a bikini <laughs> thing. And then they also had uh, quite a few of his uh, Rodney's regular women jokes. Yeah. Uh, so I was kind of like, okay, are we going for like a family comedy here? Or is Rodney like still doing his normal uh, kind of adult humor stuff like where are we going <laughs> yeah rodney's whole stand-up routine was usually like one liner after one liner and like quick delivery uh and it was always like making fun of himself mm-hmm. um but yeah just sometimes like a little bit crude but nothing like too bad yeah uh and it's kind of the way this movie was and you mentioned the slow motion running scene i'll talk a little bit more about that later because i have that as like most memorable scenes but for the wrong reasons yeah (laughs) oh man oh yeah a lot of sexual innuendos in this movie Mm -hmm. for a um for a family movie yeah and a lot of sexual jokes um it's i got another positive thing about this is some of rodney's jokes uh, there was one that made me laugh when they're getting ready to go dress shopping. And he's like, if you're going to dress like a girl, like, you have to start acting like one, too. So you get to be a little more delicate and like not so brash. He's like, just think about it. It's like women are like a bed of beautiful flowers. And then like this punk girl walks by with a boom box and he like looks at her. He's like, every now and then there's a weed. <laughs> <laughs> that one made me laugh. Uh, it just adds and adds of stuff too. Just the typical Rodney fare that you, you're expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, not really. Like I, I don't want to say like Rodney was good at acting in this movie because he's really not acting. He's just playing Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, uh, I thought Jonathan Brandis did an okay job. He's, mm-hmm. he's pretty li- pretty likable, um, and that's really anything I've seen him in. He's kind of just that way. Got a, a likable, and you could tell he like was really doing the best he possibly could. Yeah, with not what, to, he, what he was given. Yeah, not to switch gears on it, but his fake girl accent was terrible, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I think it's you know it's kind of supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and I thought Vanessa Shaw did an okay job that she wasn't really given much to work with either. Really, mm-hmm. none of the girls were given much to work with. Yeah, that's what was kind of weird, too, because in a lot of these um, underdog sports movies, you kind of get to know the characters and being like, oh, you know, this is the the funny one. This is the slow one. This is the smart one. This is, um, you know, like you get yeah. to know them, but it seemed like a lot with this, you didn't like, they didn't even care for you to get invested in the team really itself. Right. And I, I feel like a movie that really compare this to is the mighty ducks mm-hmm. where like you had a wide variety of characters, you know, even mighty ducks two as well. Everybody had their own like set personality and characteristics you could pick out. Where in this one you got Pester, who's like the shy girl with with glasses, and then you got the one girl I can't remember her name, but she's like the girly girl, the one that breaks her nail. Oh yeah, yeah. And and you don't even really get to know her until like the last game. Yeah, like well, she has like the intro where they're talking about who they are. And she goes on and says like that she likes cute boys like oh, six times. Yeah, dude, I completely forgot <laughs> forgot about the intro. <laughs> and then uh there's like the black girl who's pretty much all she is is just the black girl, and then there's the Asian girl. 
Yeah. Like none of them were given like anything other than their their race in this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's I guess that would be more considered what what's bad. Uh and more stuff with, with what's bad, I guess, since we're kinda leaning towards that. Um a lot of the jokes didn't age well. <laughs> Yeah, no. There's a lot of like sexist and racist jokes. Uh, I just in my notes I put oh the racism, mm-hmm. where he's talking about how um, uh, Chu, the Chinese girl, yeah, is like he says like oh she's become the Great Wall. <laughs> that one maybe grown. Uh, there's one scene too where where Jack A's chanting chew 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 and Rodney's like are you chanting or sneezing <laughs> like yeah. that would make me laugh but at the same time like yeah that wouldn't fly today mm-hmm. and then there's the scene too where Jack A gives like the little black girl a pep talk it tells her like she has to like intimidate the other team and then she's running around like trash talking and shoving kids out of the way and like calling them sucka and stuff <laughs> yeah like this is ridiculous uh, and speaking of Jack A, I got her as another thing that's bad because she always just kind of annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> that annoying voice she's got. Yeah, there was uh, one of the things that stuck out to me on. Uh, I wouldn't say didn't age well or whatever, but didn't fit because this was. I really did feel like they were trying to go for more of a family comedy, even though it was rated PG-13. Yeah. But when Rodney was in the bar and the bartender's like, oh, tell me your story. There's not, you know, there's nothing new that I haven't heard. And then he's like, I had my fiance's son dress up as a girl and play with me. (laughs) And it's just like, seriously, like, really, I was like, come Uh... on. Like well, that's that a, a stretch. Yeah, that one kind of cracks me up because of the way he like phrases it. The guy just like throws about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I've watched this movie a few times and I forgot that the mom found out what was going on. Like the whole climax of the movie. Somehow I forgot that. I thought that the mom never found out that um Rodney was getting her son Matthew to dress like a girl and play for the team. I thought for some reason she didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I thought the whole like thing that she was mad about is that he lied about getting the raise. <laughs> well, they, they kind of brushed it off so easily. Like she found out she got mad. She wouldn't talk to him. And then they win the game without her son. And she's just like, okay, just there. everything's yeah. okay. Yeah, that just kind of blew over. <laughs> yeah. I thought that this time, too. Uh, everything's just fine because you won. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. I got a lot of notes here, and I'm trying to like go through them. Um, yeah, uh, what I'll kind of say is, it, so we kind of do the categories of like what's good, what's great, what's bad. I felt like there were as far as like the quantity of things that were good, great, and bad, there were more things. The most was probably more on the bad side. And then, yeah, I would say so. And then good. And then I feel like the least was great things about this movie. Yeah. That's kind of the way I felt as well. Um, This movie is very, mediocre i would say it's kind of there it's it's so (laughs) weird because like you were talking about too it's just like you don't even think of it like a 90s movie like sometimes for you might be the same too where it's just like oh sometimes you're like oh yeah you know the those 90 like the mighty ducks you're just like oh man i just feel like watching a 90s movie you can't even do that with this because it's more of an 80s movie. And then with a lot of your <laughs> 80s movies, you don't even think of this movie. So it's just, it's weird because it's there and it's there. Like that's, that's yeah. kind of it. 
Yeah, like a month or so ago, I listened to the How Did This Get Made episode about this movie. Mm-hmm. And Jason Manzukis made a really good point when they were talking about it. He's like, who is this movie made for? Yeah. It's really not made for kids because there's so many sexual jokes in it. I think he said it was a very horny movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything's like really sexualized in it in parts. Um, like, and then was he said it... it's really not for adults because it's got so many kids in it and it's got like kind of a kid feel to it at times. Yeah, like it feels like the ideal target range is almost that a small window gap of older teens, maybe early 20s. Yeah. And then because honestly, I feel like if you compared it to something uh, closer to today, like late 90s, early 2000s, it's kind of... uh, I feel like it's closer to that genre of like an American pie movie. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, I would say kind of lives in that, like can't hardly wait or something like that. Yeah. It's it's not not as raunchy. Yeah. As American pie, but it's also not as the joke kids movie. Yeah. It's like if you mixed mighty ducks and American pie together. (laughs) Yeah. Mighty ducks has like the quote unquote, like feel good moments. And you get like emotionally connected with some of those, the characters where this one just is just kind of there. Yeah. There's no substance really. Yeah. I would say even a movie like rad, like gives you more of a connection to a character because you want to see crew win at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this one it's sure. like, yeah, you want to see the ladybugs win, but you just don't really have that. They don't, flesh out the characters enough for you to care outside of Matthew and Rodney. Yeah, like you... But that's kind of the thing, too, is just, like, Matthew doesn't really get anything out of, like, winning and everything. Like, he's just playing soccer and having fun. And so the character that it seemed like they were hoping to draw you in the most with, like, hey, you know, this is who you should care about was Rodney Dangerfield. But nothing I mean, we've talked about Rodney Dangerfield and his acting abilities and things like that. You just don't get drawn in to care about him that much. Yeah, and this movie too, like the characters don't evolve. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the movie, like um, Matthew doesn't like Rodney. And Rodney is like a liar and a cheater. <laughs> and like he doesn't cheat on his girlfriend or anything, but like he, you know, he's a salesman, yeah, <laughs> basically. And um, so then, the really the only thing that changes is that Matthew like warms up to Rodney's character because he sees how much he cares about his mom. Mm-hmm. The other small thing that they try to put in there was Matthew helping to develop the girls a little bit. Yeah, but that uh, kind of falls flat. Yeah, but it's just like so tiny. Like they showed one or two games or something where he would pass the ball and kind of like help coach them and teach them. Yeah. But but it was so minimal that it it didn't resonate. So Yeah, and like he he's got like no guidance for that with Rodney because Rodney doesn't even understand the game. Mm-hmm. Or it's not like he's saying, oh, you got to help me with these kids because, like, I don't know what I'm doing. You do. And if we're going to win any games, then like, you're going to have to help build the team around you. Where it's more of just like, we're not winning, so I got a boy to play, and now we're winning because he's really good against girls. <laughs> <laughs> and also talk about, like, the quickest get over it where uh vanessa playing kimberly discovers that martha's a boy and is just like oh okay no big deal and then the entire team of girls discover that martha was a boy and they're just like oh okay and everybody's just like they're like what for like a second and then they're like oh okay (laughs) okay we can go play soccer and win (laughs) what yeah oh man yeah, just we'll just sweep that under the rug. Uh, and Rodney's character doesn't change either because at the end of the movie, 
they show him like talking to Tommy Lasorda <laughs> and he's coaching a softball team now, but the softball team is all boys dressed like girls. <laughs> so yeah. it's obvious like he learned nothing from what he did. Yeah. And now he's he's still just cheating, so his character doesn't evolve at all. Yeah, so you don't get that fam warm family success like edu educational learning uh growing as a person there there's none of that there's no there's, mighty there's no moral <laughs> there's yeah. no moral to the story yeah. um, now if he would have like not had the boys on the softball team at the end it was just like a bunch of girls that he had to like help coach and like matthew was there to help that would make more sense but the mm -hmm. fact that it's just like a whole bunch of boys dressed in drag at the end of it yeah i mean i i get it i get the joke it's funny but it doesn't help <laughs> right yeah oh gosh another thing too that i thought wasn't the best so in the last game we get pester's like big goal that she has mm -hmm. where she's like running full length of the field weaving in and out and everything did you notice every time they showed just like her running with the ball just like her legs there was a definitely a stand-in. Oh, yeah. No, because, I... Because, well, she's, like, a little stockier and has, like, you know, bigger legs. And, like, the person they had had, like, skinny legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you couldn't even have, like, found someone a little bit closer to her stature. Yeah, no, I noticed that uh, shortly after it started because that was pretty drawn out. And because they kept going back to, like, showing the person kicked the ball around then they'd show her moving around and it did not take long at all for it to be like yeah first of all that's not her second of all like they're deliberately doing it this way because she can't kick the ball like that so yeah yeah for sure yeah. uh so that's really mostly what we <laughs> what I had for bad i mean that's a lot um uh, things for great we said that this movie really didn't have much for it. I really can't think of anything either. Like the only idea I had was that the idea for the movie was so stupid that it was entertaining. Well, like the, the tough thing is like Rodney Dangerfield was good. I feel like Rodney Dangerfield was probably the best part of this movie. Yeah. But when you compare him in this movie to, his role in other movies it was not his best so it's no. hard to put it in gr the great category so yeah honestly i i don't know that anything really qualifies for great no i would say rodney's best performance is probably back to school mm -hmm. i felt like he was handled the best in that movie i mean he was great in caddyshack because he was more of like a side character yeah he wasn't like the main character um, but as far as like leading a movie back to school was his best. Um, you know, he had a lot of jokes and he's got his tip typical, like twitchy Rodney energy in this. Um, but yeah, the movie itself just kind of falls flat a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I guess we can get to some scenes and everything. Um, so most memorable scenes, <laughs> I mentioned it before. Uh, and you mentioned it, the slow motion running scene where Matthew is having a dream about him and Vanessa because he's like in love with her and they're like running to each other from opposite sides of the field. He's got like this shirt that's like three sizes too big on for him because it was the early 90s. And then she's running in like shorts and a sports bra. And yeah. She's like a kid and they're showing her and it's like an episode of Baywatch. Yeah. And dude, she's I like bouncing all over the place. And I'm like, <laughs> the first time I saw this movie, I'm like, my Lord, like how old is this actress? So I looked it up this time. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie was shot in 1991. And at the time of filming, she was only 15. Oh gosh. So how did this fly? <laughs> Yeah. Like this would not this would not go over now, I can tell you that. Man alive. Uh especially like even just her in a sports brawl, I don't feel like would 
go over and like did we really need that i mean he was having a dream about her so i kind of yeah. get it yeah the but slow like motion running a... yeah the slow motion running would have been fine if she was like still in her uniform yeah or then like or he could have had like a dream of her like on the beach yeah. and she's in a swimsuit or something but we don't need a 15 year old girl running in a sports bra in slow motion like i said this isn't baywatch mm. <laughs> i was just waiting for the baywatch theme to play yeah, that's funny that you said that because Baywatch totally came to mind for me too. Yeah. I might have to like edit that together. <laughs> the Baywatch theme. Oh gosh. Um man, another or other memorable scenes, maybe one that was a little bit better, uh was when they're doing the dress shopping. Mm-hmm. And he's like grabs her um Matthew a dress and making like the sales lady feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like well what's the size what's what's her size and he turns and looks at Matthew he's like what size are you and the lady's just like uh and then Ronnie's like oh it's like well it's her, it's his twin sister they're the same size <laughs> and then he goes and puts the dress on and needs help and there's like this lady with her daughter waiting for the dressing room and it's just like all this all these sexual innuendo things Mm -hmm. again where it's just like okay this is like too much for a family movie yeah where he's saying things like uh he's like don't tell your mother we're doing this and he's like i can't believe i'm doing this and he's like ow that hurts and then rodney <laughs> rodney says if it's too tight you'll get used to it <laughs> yes. I mean, it's funny, but at the same time, like, this is supposed to be a family movie, I thought. It's funny, but not, like, ha-ha funny. More like, oh, no. Yeah. So there was also, with this movie, there was two posters made for it. Um, There's one that just has, like, a big picture of Rodney holding a ball. And it says, he's coach, not first class. Mm -hmm. Which is a dumb pun. But then the other one has Jonathan Brandis. Rodney on it, and then Vanessa Shaw, and Vanessa Shaw is holding up two soccer balls in front of her chest. Like it's a American Pie, like, teen comedy. Yeah. <laughs> like a teen sex comedy. Like, that, with uh, running in slow motion, and then a scene where, after they win the game, and they go to Vanessa's house, and they're gonna go skinny dipping. Mm -hmm. Like, these are all, like, what I thought were like fourteen-year-old girls. That's why I thought too. So yeah, super weird. Yeah, they did not have <laughs> it dialed in for this movie. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's another scene too that cracked me up this time. So when they're playing the blue team that was coached by Sean's dad from Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blue team is like scoring goals super quick, but like the ladybugs are just standing around. They're like, "Oh my god!" and just watching them like score goals. And I'm like, "Yeah." It's like, well, I mean, they're scoring super easy because you're just standing there watching them, <laughs> right? Like none of them are doing anything. Like the the blue team's just running, passing it back and forth all the way down the field and kicking the ball in. Like, cause you guys are just a bunch of pylons standing there. Yeah, the uh, sports moments in this movie were not super well executed. <laughs> no, not at all. Which I mean, it was pretty genuine for like a a kids soccer game. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Well, then um, I I wouldn't say this falls into memorable or anything, but probably kind of going back into bad is just like where do they get the idea that corporate people care how a girl's youth soccer team does <laughs> like first of all the boss is starting to like do announcements and talk about at work and everybody's having fun and getting excited about it but that it doesn't stop there because then they all start going to games and essentially tailgating yeah and drinking and watching the games and it's just like 
how is this a form of entertainment? Right. And it's like, you originally get the idea that the boss wants the team to win because his daughter's on it. But then at the same time, he never wants his daughter to play because she's not very good. Mm-hmm. Every time she kicks it, it just like flies 10 feet over the net. I don't know. The- Again, just, just another thing where like it wasn't <laughs> dialed in. Like they, yeah. they had all these different ideas around this vague subject and then they put them together and then they were not connected very well. Yeah. It's yeah. Like you said, this, this movie is almost like a, um, like a first draft mm-hmm. or like, I don't know if you've ever seen the episode of South park where Cartman pretends to be a robot <laughs> called the awesome. 4000. And like, he pretends to be a robot to get like butters to be his friend so he can like make fun of butters about it but then like some executive from hollywood sees him and they get him to like pitch ideas for movies and he he, he does ones he, like every movie he pitches has adam sandler in it <laughs> he's like i don't know adam sandler is like friends with the dog and then <laughs> And I feel like that's what they did with this movie. This be something that the awesome 4000 would have pitched. <laughs> it's like Rodney Dangerfield has to coach a girls' soccer team so he can get a raise. <laughs> and he gets his, his stepson to dress up like a girl to win. <laughs> and I feel like that was just kind of how it was made. Or like they threw a bunch of... It's like it's almost like a Mad Lib. <laughs> <laughs> right. You think about it. Rodney Dangerfield coaches a soccer team. As a boy dressed like a girl to win. <laughs> it's just completely ridiculous. Dude, if you want to hear something funny that I just discovered, hmm. um that uh girl, you know, Penny Pester. Yeah. Uh apparently she was in Baywatch at one point. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I think so on the the How Did This Get Made episode. Uh, it was like a live show that they did. They recorded and then released as a podcast as well. Mm-hmm. I think the girl that played Pester was in the audience. Oh, really? So she like raised her hand and like introduced who she was and like it blew everyone's mind. And then she was telling stories of like what happened like during the making of the movie and everything, <laughs> which it was nothing too crazy. Um, because they they talked about the scene where uh, Rodney (laughs) sits down and asks her what's wrong and she's she's shy and everything and he's telling her how beautiful she is and how kind of awkward that is Mm -hmm. that's one of those scenes where it's like this would go a lot better if Rodney was a better looking guy (laughs) coming from a guy that looks like Rodney it was very awkward and uncomfortable (laughs) it wasn't I don't even know if it would have to be about how he looks, but it's just like, he's not that warm, fuzzy down to earth guy. No. Um, And so that I feel like made it more awkward than him being kind of a goofy looking guy. Cause you can have a goofy looking guy saying some warm, warm sentiment to somebody, but um, you have to deliver it correctly. So. Yeah, he doesn't have the sincere approachability of like Emilio in Mighty mm-hmm. Ducks to have like those emotional moments with children. Yeah. <laughs> as weird as that sounds. But yeah. Uh, I mean, the last thing I really have to say before I get to like trivia and stuff this soundtrack is, is one of the most 90s soundtracks I've ever heard. <laughs> we, we We talked about how 80s the movie was as a whole really the soundtrack is the the most 90s thing about it yeah that's all the the weird like new jack swing rap stuff that's in it (laughs) it's ah there's some of the songs are just terrible uh and then we get the song too that rodney dangerfield sings yeah that i was not ready for that (laughs) which i mean back to school he's saying uh Twist and Shout, which mm-hmm. which was fine, um, 
because it kind of fit in with the movie because you know he was actually singing it on stage at a bar where this all of a sudden it just starts at like after a game where it's just a recording of Rodney singing great balls of fire. Yep. And like, it's not like him singing it in the movie. It's just like a recording of it. <laughs> uh, one thing that did stand out to me this time though, is when um, the scene where Matthew and uh, Kimberly are like at his house and he has to run back and forth like changing from Matthew to Martha yeah and they're sitting there watching TV and the LA gun song kiss my love goodbye was on TV (laughs) which I don't know when that song came out but would somebody be really watching that in 1992 I mean because they're a a glam metal band hair band and that hair bands were kind of dead by that point. It was on its last leg, at least, because um, I think Nirvana came out in like 92, 93 and killed hair metal. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. I guess that song came out in 92. I just Googled it. It's a very 80s song for a movie that feels very 80s. But uh, anything else to add? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. So, trivia and facts. So, during the beginning of the film, Jonathan Brandon, uh, Brandis' character, Matthew, calls Rodney Dangerfield's character, Chester, he calls him Chesterfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a really weird fact. So, apparently, Jonathan Brandis had a habit in real life of referring to certain friends like jokingly adding field at the end of their name. Yeah. Which is weird. It is rumored by some that he, um, he knew him uh, and he carried it over into the film and ad lib the Chesterfield as like an inside joke. Hmm. Like that's a really bad inside joke. I guess I don't get that. Yeah. <laughs> So, Jonathan Brandis and Vanessa Shaw actually started dating during filming. Okay. Uh, the movie was originally going to be filmed in Texas. Um, but the location was changed to Denver, Colorado because of concerns of the effects of heat stress on child actors in the South. Yeah, probably a good idea on that one. Yeah. So, apparently, they originally wanted Martha in heels. Uh... Jonathan Brandis had to walk in them for some time. Uh, then they went ahead and gave him flats because they wanted Martha to be as awkward a girl as possible. And Jonathan Brandis said that high heels are horrendous. Yeah. Uh, so this is the first lead role Rodney had since 1986's Back to School. So he went six years without being the lead of a movie. Man. Which I'm not sure what he was doing in that in the meantime. I might have to look that up towards the end here. Um, so, kind of a downer here, but um, Jonathan Brandis died in 2003. He actually uh, hanged himself. Uh, apparently he was depressed about a waning his waning career and that he was in the movie Hearts War, which is a Bruce Willis movie. Oh, yeah. And a lot of his his scenes and his role was like cut down. Uh, and he was really hoping that that he thought he did a really good job in that movie, and he thought that that would like help revive his career. Mm. Yeah, and he did not leave a note when he died. Damn. So that's just a, an account of what friends said they thought the I what was going on. Yeah, well, the Hearts War wasn't too popular of a movie, regardless. So yeah, but yeah, that's very unfortunate. Uh, and then the last thing I got here is this movie had a $20 million budget and it made $14 million in the box office. So it was a failure. <laughs> failure. And I'm wondering, like, $20 million, like, where did it all go? <laughs> all to Rodney? <laughs> Maybe. 
So in between Back to School and Ladybugs, Rodney really didn't do too much. Uh, he had a couple like music videos. He was in the Lionel Richie song Dancing on the Ceiling, which is completely ridiculous. Uh, and then he did a music video for Twist and Shout. And then he was in a lot of Miller Lite commercials, which I've seen a fair amount of those. Nice. Um, he was in a couple TV shows, and then he lent his voice to a movie called Rover Dangerfield, which is an animated movie about a dog that's voiced by Rodney. <laughs> yeah, and that did not do well. And really, after that, like Rodney didn't have very many movies. Uh, the bulk of his stuff was in the 80s, which is probably why this feels like such an 80s movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a lot of cameos. like He was in uh, Little Nicky, <laughs> the Adam Sandler movie. He yeah, was I in haven't Me- seen that. Meet one. Wally Sparks is like the only other one where he was like the main character that I can think of uh, after this movie. He had a cameo in the Casper movie as well. <laughs> Which is what I watched a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, so grades. Uh, I pulled from IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think they are? Oh gosh, uh, IMDb four point five. It is a five point four. Wow, it's better than I imagined. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh gosh, fifteen uh, percent. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> that is one of the lower um Ron Tomato rankings. Yeah. And that's the critic one. What do you think the audience is? Yeah. The only <laughs> I did a quick look and the only one less than 12 is Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> this is better than Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Yeah. I um, don't say that. Oh man. Um the audience, let's go with 23%. 42. Oh, okay. I know okay. this has got kind of a cult following to it. Hmm. Um, not a huge one, but yeah, there's a fair amount of people that really like this movie. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll go with my grade first. Uh, I've said before that I, I always like Rodney Dangerfield movies. I listened to a fair amount of a stand-up, and I thought it was funny. Uh, even his, did you know he did a rap song in the eighties? Uh, why am I not surprised? Called Rappin' Rodney, <laughs> <laughs> which is so terrible that it's great. Uh, my dad had that on vinyl. Oh my gosh. It's got Rodney on the front of it, like <laughs> dressed in like an eighties rap outfit with a big boom box on his shoulder and a cigarette in his mouth. Great. <laughs> yeah. Just great. Um. Yeah, I mean, I always enjoy Rodney and everything. I uh, his style of comedy just uh, makes me laugh, and just he's very animated. And you can tell he he like, gave everything he had to every role he had, even though he was just playing himself. Uh, similar to Pauly Shore, like Pauly Shore always went like full on Pauly. <laughs> yeah, and you you can never say that he just phoned it in. Uh, but at the same time like this is not a great movie it's entertaining but it's definitely the plot is pretty much like pointless uh like i said none of the characters like evolve in any way there's no like no no moral or lesson learned in it um i guess you know we learned a lesson like you can't cheat to win but then he just goes and cheats at the end so yeah who who knows uh but Man, I I fell on a three out of five because I do enjoy it and I've watched it a few times, but at the same time, if I'm gonna watch a Rodney movie, I'm probably just gonna watch Back to School. Mm-hmm. Rock. Well, yeah. I mean, so many different elements that just weren't the dots were not connected between them. Uh, as you said, there was no moral of the story. There was no character that they really developed well for you to really connect with. Um, yeah. 
they couldn't decide on if this was a family movie or kind of like that, you know, teen comedy style of movie. And yeah, just really all over the place. Um, definitely not uh, the worst movie that we've uh, watched or reviewed. It was entertaining, but I'm right there with you too, where I'm not very, as familiar with Rodney's stuff as you are, but there are plenty of other things that he's done that I would probably watch, rewatch before this. Ah, uh, man, I'm between two grades. Um, man, honestly, because it was so disjointed, um, I think I'm going to land at a final grade of two out of five okay i was at two or 2.5 um because it's it's hovering right there where it's just like okay is it really quote unquote bad or not so i don't know i want i wound up uh landing at two which just for reference it is a better grade than what i gave stop or my mom will shoot so (laughs) if that makes anyone feel better (laughs) oh man um, but yeah, it, it's just like right there. It's right, it's right on the cusp of like, you know, not good slash bad. Because oh man, it's kids. That's the thing too. When you stop and you think about it, and you think about the different pieces, like there are a lot of different pieces where you're just like, haha, this is funny. This is good. This works. But then when you take all those little pieces and they put it together in this entire movie after you watch it, you're sitting there and you're just kind of like, man, that was like all over the place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think uh, I'm comfortable with landing at a two then out of five. Rock. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a hard movie to grade because yeah. I do enjoy it and I do enjoy Rodney movies, but at the same time, it's, it's a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not done very well. Uh, it had something going, some things going for it, and lots of things that didn't go for it. But yeah, I guess it just kind of falls down to preference at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I forgot to mention too that you know what Vanessa Shaw went on to be in Corgi Romano. Oh yeah, she was in that. <laughs> the next, <laughs> That's where the I next year from. after um, Ladybug, she was in Hocus Pocus. Oh, dude, you want to know something funny? Hmm. I've never seen that movie. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's not bad. My my wife really likes that movie, and I remember watching it a fair amount as a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's it's kind of an eye roller at times, <laughs> but yeah. I, it's a solid like kids Halloween movie, and there's not very many of those. Yeah, my wife, because it was announced that there was a second one coming out like forever ago. Yeah, it's it's coming out this in october yeah but like a month or two or something ago they did a push or promo or something about it yeah and my wife was just like oh they're making a second one i was just like i knew about that like a year or two ago (laughs) oh yeah it was announced a long time ago and then it it finally like decided to go with it It was it was like rumored for a while Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know check it out if you want to it's i mean as a kids movie it's all right i think it's one of those you probably had to watch back in the day to have the nostalgic yeah connection with it it seems to be more of a girl movie than a guy's movie yeah seems like it (laughs) because i think like most women our age enjoy hocus pocus maybe i'll get a pumpkin spice latte and watch the movie Put your Uggs on. <laughs> hey, Tom Brady wears them. Why can't you? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That just... Talking about this makes me want to start our horror marathon. But we do have one more movie left in Sports Timber. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a long month this month. Yeah. Lots of Fridays in it. Uh, so we're going to end on a high note because I know we both enjoy this movie. And speaking of nostalgic feel, this one has that for people in our age group. And we're going to be talking about The Sandlot next week. 
So until then, as always, be kind and rewind. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love drives a man insane. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Yes, I'm here to pick up my daughter Martha.